All right, guys, welcome to the bottom of the bill. Uh, before we talk about the guests, we just want to announce that we are doing our documentary, releasing it. We're doing it. Or sorry, we're releasing it anyways. No, we're doing it. <laughs> we're doing it. We're going to be releasing it on a live stream July 26th right here on bottom of the bill. So we're going to have some cool stuff. We're going to have um, the full band, Sean, Aaron, me, Billy. We're going to be talking about the process and just answering Q and a stuff with, uh, with, uh, you know, anybody who's watching and then we'll air the documentary. We'll be doing giveaways from some sponsors who we can't announce just yet, but, uh, we're very excited about it. So make sure you stick around for that. Um, so today we had flip turn on the show. Yeah, man. These guys are fucking awesome. Wanted on here for a while. Yeah. Like basically since we started the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're fucking amazing. I think the first like indie pop rock band we've had on the show. Uh, maybe don't, Maybe don't, I shouldn't have said don't that. Don't check me on yeah. that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was awesome. We talked about the the uh, like the, uh, a lot of the touring they've been doing lately. Some of the festivals are they have coming up, like Bonnaroo and uh, South by Southwest. Shaky knees. Shaky knees. That already happened. The shaky knees already happened. Shaky yeah. Knees. Yeah. It already was it happened. good? Yeah. All right. Good. <laughs> it was great. Um, and uh, so just our songwriting process and the recording process and, you know, just about the business. How to that make running. it big. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we talked about. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff like that. Um, and then also our unpopular opinions were really fun too. We get into yeah, some. Yeah, they're pretty neat. <laughs> as always, getting some pretty fun spaces and a lot of guitar uh, oriented a stuff lot, as well. A lot, like a whole segment about just talking about guitars, which is really great for me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I chime in. <laughs> the whole time but um yeah anyways uh stick around enjoy the episode let us know what you guys think in the comments yeah, thanks for hanging new out episodes coming out now this is bottom of the bill where we talk about the modern grind of a musician album cycle hold on bill give me a second man because we don't know what we're talking Spotify about playlist. you keep interrupting me that's not how we discussed it just give me a second man we invite established artists Festival on lineups. Can I just get my stuff out real quick? We invite established artists on to share their strategy to success. Marketing strategy. The premier do-it-yourself podcast. Hashtag DIY. Aw, screw it. This is bottom of the bill. All right, cool. Well, uh, Mitch and Tristan from Flip Turn, hello, welcome hello. to the show. Yeah, thank, thank you guys you so much for being nice. here. Thanks for uh, finally getting on. I actually uh, uh, texted you guys on the Instagram text thing. I think about a year and a half ago, oh. and never got a response. So, oh, yeah, it's definitely not my fault. No, yeah, <laughs> definitely not mine. Wanna, who's it go to? Uh, um, all of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you saw, and you were just like, nah, we'll wait a it, year. It probably whatever. goes. You know how it has like the little requests. Oh yeah, the hidden the requests. Right? Yeah, and then there's. No, there's a lot of them. So you guys, they get a lot of messages, Bill. They're yeah, we important. We got so many. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's totally cool. I believe they yeah. call that uh, big timing in the yeah. industry. Oh, no, I didn't think. No, they're in my, they're in my house right now. I just needed just to like confront Nick you watch. about it. <laughs> Why did you not respond to my messages? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just had like a, a kill list right here. It's like flip turn. Pass it out. Kill list. <laughs> <laughs> was that from Happy? Happy that was Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, well, thank you guys for driving all the way from Fernandino. We know it's kind of a, a hike. Uh, you guys have been on the road a lot lately, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah. How's that yeah. been? Great. I love it. And the roads are like different every day, but it's also the same every day. <laughs> it's weird. It's like a 
cycle of like you go to the city you do the thing and go to another one keeps happening and it's always different yeah totally um are you guys what kind of shows are you guys playing while you're out there like what kind of venues you've been playing I like club venues. Club yeah, venues. probably like two fifty to like five hundred cap. Okay, and depends they put- on the city. Yeah, <laughs> and if we've been there before, but yeah, around there. Yeah, cool. I know this um, last tour was some of the first time in a few cities, and it's pretty cool. Cool. Well, I definitely want to get to all that because I'm super interested in this, like the business side of all, all that. But um, before we get started, for those who don't know, give us some background on Flip Turn, what you guys are about. Um. Yeah. So we started like six years ago. I think seven December, but um, we started in a Starbucks. Funnily enough, like really, me and my girlfriend now girlfriend, not at the time, but Madeline, we met at Starbucks and we're like, hey, let's start a band. And so we called Dylan, our singer, and we're like, hey, you want to play with us? So we did, and we kind of grew out the band and played for a couple of years. And now we have Mitch and also another member joined Devin. He joined like what two years ago? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So on two. Two and a half now, I think. I met him in college. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. We, the we, band was so, actually, we met UNF here in Jacksonville, and um, it was, like, before a test, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. And I think I was, like, playing Switch or something, and he was like, is that a Switch? And I was like... Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what yeah. happened. You were playing, like, <laughs> I don't know, Splatoon or something. I think it was Breath something. of the Wild, yeah. Or Breath of the Wild, yeah. And I was, like, talkative that day for some reason, which I'm never talkative, so... Um, <laughs> but he was sitting right across from me. And it was 8 a.m. music theory class, which Chris also. Oh, you know about that? You know about oh, that. Man, that was... it, why, do, why do they always do it at 8 o'clock in the morning? I don't know. Because they're they hate terrible. Yeah. They're really the trying to weed people out because I dropped out first semester. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm not doing this 8 o'clock bullshit three terrible. times a week. <laughs> a dominant seventh. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is even that? <laughs> yeah. Crossed voicings and, and all that shit. Oh, no. Yeah, I didn't think so either. Yeah. <laughs> we, why would you? We actually right? simultaneously decided to drop out of the music program not we loved the music program um but we were it was ironically taking up a lot of time to go and play music i mean he was he was in flip turn at the time i wasn't but he was literally traveling to gainesville every day yeah terror drive and coming back after like 3 a.m coming back up not sleeping and i remember i would be like it's tristan gonna show up to class today he had a show and uh, it was just so early. Yeah, and during that time, we were playing Gainesville like every month. Like we were playing this place called High Dive. Oh yeah, you probably know about it. Yeah, but um, it was like every other month or every month we were there playing for some band, and that's where we actually where we started really like actually playing shows is High Dive in Gainesville. Okay, cool. Um, and when you guys started the band, was there like a? Did you know more or less what you were trying to do when you were starting it? Because you guys have kind of specific branding, I feel like, across the board. Was that something intentional or just kind of work out that way? I think a lot of it is we kind of knew what we wanted. And I don't know, I guess like seeing bands and seeing so much of like this, like, I guess guess the idea of the brand is like such a weird thing too. Because it's like about like what you put out and how people see you. And so like, I think we've tried to just remain like authentic with that. And I think... Remain, remaining authentic has helped us stay like consistent with branding i guess if you call it that but, yeah totally but um yeah i know it's like just seeing that and just seeing so many bands like explode over the years and like bands that we've looked up to for years and i don't know it's like inspiring to see that and then we've just 
all we knew is like, hey, we want to do this, how long you're, like, however long it takes us or whatever it takes to get there, you know? That's awesome. And was like, I guess you're kind of like an indie rock, indie pop kind of veins, how you would describe yourselves? Like, yeah. Indie rock, yeah. Yeah. Is that what you kind of set out to do from, from the beginning? Uh, yeah, we listened to a lot of indie rock at the time, like when we started. And like, I mean, we still do now, but like, I don't know, I think a lot of it too, like we have very like spread out music like taste and like yeah. even like inspiration stuff too but we yeah i think we started out for indie rock nice yeah you guys nailed it man i love the material it's all really good <laughs> it's definitely indie rock yeah. yeah 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 i love it though it's awesome um and what brought you guys to fernandina uh grew up there actually oh really yeah i moved there when i was 10 or 11 i think and madeline grew up there dylan moved there in ninth grade um but yeah we all went to high school there mitch I moved up. Moved up. Eventually. But, um, from Jacksonville? Yeah. yeah, from Jacksonville. I, I'm originally from Orlando, moved to Jacksonville for college, and then moved up to Fernandina. And we currently, uh, four of the members live together in the same house. So I live yeah. with Tristan, Madeline, and Dylan. And that's when I moved up to Fernandina. So, yeah. Joined the club. Nice. <laughs> Fernandina, yeah. It's kind of like a cult you guys have got going on. Yeah. yeah. We're the <laughs> only young people on the island. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just us. <laughs> I've, I've noticed that that's a pretty, uh, I play I play up there quite often and it's a uh, very old yeah. uh, island. Not much going on up there. Where do you play? Um, pretty much anywhere that has live music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Palace we played at. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Green Turtle, obviously, yeah. with the band we play up there. Uh, and then uh, I, like, I did Hammerhead recently, which don't think I'm going to do that one again. No offense. <laughs> they just, still have the, I can't remember the name of the, there's a hotel with like AstroTurf on the stage. We used to. Oh, oh Dogstar? No, not Dogstar. Dogstar oh, was man. pretty cool. It but, was cool. Uh, there, we, we used to uh, take over this like awful motel right before you go over the bridge. Um, and Or not the bridge. Mm. The, yeah, it's the bridge. And uh, it was just hilarious that we just like just took over the whole damn place. But the whole stage was covered in AstroTurf. That's so interesting. So it's mm. got to be gone now. Yeah. It was, yeah, it, was it sounded like a really cool like sea island destination, but it was like a <laughs> Motel 6 that had some uh, sort of bar stage combo it was just awful interesting in the place i've never heard of it before yeah yeah yeah, yeah a lot expanding on the island right now with like businesses moving in like i know like salt life just opened something up there and yeah you know people buying up land so yeah what um have you guys found it difficult to sustain what you guys are trying to do in fernandina um yes and no i would say it's difficult to sustain just in the sense that like is how like interconnected the music industry is. It's like we can't really go out and meet people, right? Because yeah. we're kind of like off in our little secluded area. But I will say, in the last two years for like writing, it was That's phenomenal. Helped. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no distractions, right? There's not even like you don't even hear the sound of like cars on a highway. It's just an island. So you wake up, you don't have to go anywhere. Like pu- like Publix or whatever food you get, it's like right down the street. Come back. So if you like writing. No distractions whatsoever, um, which we use for the past two years because we've been writing a lot um, and releasing music. But but yeah, it's been nice for that. But yeah, getting like, there's no city there. <laughs> <laughs> there's no city anywhere nearby that, other than Jacksonville and Atlanta. You do so. meet people, but it's like your neighbor. Right. Or like, <laughs> yeah. like some guy who owes a bar down there. You're like, okay, yeah. 
Right, right. That's you kind know of everyone though. <laughs> that's that's kind of what I. Sorry, I'm just turning my phone off. It's making noise over here. <laughs> um, it's kind of what I've noticed about like just North Florida in general. It's kind of hard because there's not a lot of um like music industry happening here. I mean, and you know we're trying to do what we can like our part to <laughs> change some of that, but like yeah. you know it's uh it's hard because. Uh, when you're coming up in bigger cities that have that kind of infrastructure, yeah. like you can play shows and people will just kind of see you or you can go to networking events and that kind of stuff, you know, um, that kind of industry doesn't really exist here, but you guys have a pretty good, uh, social media following and your streaming numbers looking great, obviously. So how have you been, been able to kind of navigate this terrain and see that kind of success? Um, definitely a day at a time is kind of like, I guess our mantra um, I don't know. I guess you don't really want to like look down, like just because everything is a ladder and you're always climbing. But like, I don't know. It's hard to, get to realize like even like where we are now, just because you don't. I guess it's definitely like a taking for granted kind of thing. But it's also like I don't know. I just it's hard to like recognize success without like feeling like you're like admitting something to yourself. I guess. Yeah, I mean, for sure, I can understand that. But I mean, if you got, if, I mean, anybody can go check it out. You look at your Spotify page, and like you can see the streaming numbers, and that's by my definition of success. That looks really good. <laughs> and then your social media, obviously, and then you guys are touring, and like not just touring and like playing like random gigs, but you're selling tickets at shows outside of your own city. That's not easy to do for a lot of bands, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we do have a good team around yeah. us that we built up um, to our manager Caleb and. Sam or um everything else manager. Um they they really help because I, I I when I joined Caleb was already there, but he pushes us everywhere to go everywhere. And we also like touring, which is good. Yeah. We tour a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um from what I've seen, just some when I joined the band, like the people coming to the shows outside of the state, it was, I mean, it was, there was people coming, but just from then to now, the difference of how many people come is like tenfold. Um, so I think what really helped is getting out of Florida and going everywhere else. And like, just knowing that, Oh, like we haven't played this city before. There's probably not going to be a lot of people coming up, but next time we come more people will show up and just having that mentality to keep going you know <laughs> it's definitely that yeah so yeah. like we played vermont burlington vermont to like maybe three people probably like twice now i don't think we're gonna go back there yeah <laughs> but like it's like we're now we're scared too we're like okay i don't know i don't want to jinx it but um yeah it's like that and definitely the beatles had it right but we get by with a little help from our friends nice yeah. <laughs> what uh how did you start like your fan base here like how did, how did it kind of you know snowball into where you are right now um i think we just like releasing music and then like kind of just like connecting the people around here and like trying to just, like meet people and just seeing who's around and that like understands the music we're making and stuff which is really cool um that and i also i will say though like we didn't even really grow here in Jacksonville as much as we did Gainesville at first, too, yeah. which is interesting. I guess Jacksonville is such a big city, and I know, like, we, like, reached out to Tim Hall to, like, play, like, <laughs> venues of, like, Jackrab and stuff for years, and, you know, cold call, like, and just no response, and we're like, oh, well, fuck it, we'll just play, kind of curse on here. <laughs> no, yeah, you're totally <laughs> cool. Cool, yeah. <laughs> we're just going to go play in Gainesville. 
Um, but yeah, we, we didn't play in Jacksonville until like maybe a year, a year and a half, two years after we're playing like club venues and like most everywhere else in Florida. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville's a weird market, right? It is. Yeah. Cause it's like, it you gotta, uh, I mean, I love Jacksonville. It's done a lot for my career, but just in general, I feel like, um, it's kind of like the last place to hop on board with something in Florida. Yeah. There's, I think the biggest thing, the biggest reason is that there's not, I mean, there are a lot of venues here, but there's also not a lot of venues. There's a lot of venues that are the same size. size. Yep. Yeah. And what happens is that's like not appealing to outside regional or national acts that come through. They always skip over Jacksonville or they play Ponte Vedra. Right. Um, so, I mean, I know if I was never here when Freebird, I've heard of Freebird. I know that <laughs> I place was legendary, yeah. legendary. It was but amazing. Yeah. Like that's all I've heard about that. And then it closed down and, um, but I've heard like, that's where people used to go. And I think if Jacksonville had more of that, and I think that's, trying to happen because I know the underbelly just opened up. Yeah. Again. In the last year. So yeah. yeah. And like, there's other, like 1904. I, music 1904 call, yeah. And then, uh, Jack rabbits. Like those are all, I love those venues cause we, we played them so many times and I played them with like a million other bands as well and they're sentimental. But, um, I feel like to really like bring culture in with more music, more like inspiration is like getting those bigger venues back here. You know, so then those bigger acts come because you go to like Austin, you walk down the road, you see like three major acts playing the same night right. on the same street. Right. Yeah. We're missing like that good 800 cap room, like yeah. you know, 800 yeah. to a thousand cap. We're missing not just one of them, but like a few of them, mm-hmm. you know, that's the thing. It's like that way you can have, because right now I think, uh, 1904 probably like caps it at like 500. Yeah. And I think underbelly probably caps it around six or seven. Um, and that's if they, they oversell it, but like, um, there's, and then like, there's nothing again until the Florida theater, which is, I think probably 1200 or maybe a little bit more. And like, I love the Florida theater, but it's seated. So it has like a different vibe, vibe to it. It's weird. Like it's not weird, but like, it's, I don't know. Like you go to the show, you want people to stand up and like, it's like energy, like being together. Just like seats are cool, but people like to sit. Yeah. You know, like, I like to sit. So nice. there's seats, I'm going to sit. Yeah, yeah. totally. So. Uh, and it's also just like, there's still like, there's still that gap from like that 600 cap room to a 1200 cap room. There's a lot of bands that yeah. exist in between that, that can't really play a 500 cap rooms. It's not worth it for them, but also can't sell out a 1200 cap room. Yeah. So they just skip the town all together. Yes, you exactly. Know? Cause it, you would lose money. Exactly. If you, you can oversell 600, but you can't do 1200. There, there are so many bands that are in that middle ground. Um, Man, I think we're struggling with that. Is that yeah. what you're trying to play here? Cause like we've played 1904 Rabbits and more times I can count, but it's now like ready to like keep moving up with the flow of things. And there's nothing in between until like Potter feature or, or like, you know, Florida theater. But you guys just played the Florida theater recently, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How was that show? That was awesome. Fun. That yeah. was really fun. Yeah. Never been crazy. in that place before. It's very it's so ornate and yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I still haven't ever been there before either. Really? Yeah, I know. It's, what were you going to say? I, I saw Andrew Schultz there back in December, the comedian. Yeah, yeah. He's that's fucking cool. amazing. That's, that's cool. But yeah. But I think we need something like the tabernacle here. Yeah. What's the cap on the tabernacle, I wonder? I have no idea. But I think it's a pretty big room, though. I think it's bigger than 800. No, it is a huge room. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, that bigger than the Florida Theater, you think? 
I don't know. I don't know. I actually yeah. don't even know what the cap of the Florida theater is. I'm just guessing twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. Okay. Yeah, right, yeah. cap. Okay. My my grandma actually saw Elvis there when she was young. <laughs> really? Yeah. She said I went back to my hometown and I got lunch with her and she's like, the mayor of the town wouldn't let him dance. Yeah. At that time, like he was not allowed. You know, it was like controversial. Yeah. They couldn't even show his hips on television. Yeah. Move. Yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't allow him to dance. Yeah. And like. It's crazy, but like, and it looks the same. So it's a cool place. Yeah, totally. I was way off. How much is it? Twenty six hundred. Yeah, I, I, I was saying, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Tabernacle is bigger. Tab- yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you meant Florida. Oh theater. no, the Florida theater. I don't know how much that is, but yeah. No, that's why. That's why I thought it was a lot bigger than eight hundred. Yeah. Um, we need something like, I don't know, just something in between. I don't know of any off the top of my head, but something in between that. But like a few of them though, like have, that way, like multiple acts can come through in one night. Yeah. You know, of different genres and do that kind of thing. You know, yeah. that's uh, I think they're working on some stuff. I think Jacksonville will get there at some point. Yeah, but. absolutely. They're yeah. building an amphitheater down the street, too. But I think it's oh, like right. 1500 or something. Yeah, it's too big. It's too big. Yeah. We yeah. Need, we're, guys, we're missing that 800 <laughs> sweet spot. We need, Bring yeah, we back. need a Goldilocks situation here. Yeah. What is that? That's 1900 cap? If we, at, at the Florida Theater. Yeah, 1900? That's pretty b- large. Okay, so yeah. guys, 800 to 1500. If we're missing that, <laughs> that we're missing that ball. Right, I'll right just there. open a venue called Goldilocks. Goldie, there you go. Yeah. Do it. That's cool. Yeah, Do that's it. Great. <laughs> the perfect size. Yeah. yeah. I think there is a venue being made right now, though. That's a great. Like, yeah, was, yeah, Taylor Neal brought it up, but um, I think it might be in that range. I think we'll have like a mezzanine too, so it could be like pretty like oh, modular cool. with like how many. That's kind of that'd cool. be dope. Yeah. That's what we need here for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so you guys are, are you guys have management booking um, and uh, they, they, they kind of helped you get on some of these festivals you got coming up yes. like South yeah. by and Bonnaroo, which congrats, by the way, that's Thank you. fucking awesome. Thank you so yeah. Much. We're very excited. Yeah. Does that feel like you're leveling up or do you feel like the grind is still kind of the same? I both. Both. Yeah, definitely. Both. Um, yeah. It's really cool. Like, I know every single time we would get an offer from a festival, we would lose our minds um, in a good way. Like it was really cool. Um, So it's really cool to see that when that happens. And that's all thanks to like Caleb and Sam, like they go and they, uh, I I guess like pitch us to them and give us numbers (laughs) or give them the numbers. And then they come back with an offer, but, uh, it's really cool, but it's also like, all right, like next year, like let's do more festivals. Totally. Um, yeah. I think we just set attainable goals is like the biggest thing is like shooting for goals, but also like right at the cusp of attainable to like unrealistic and yeah, just having an incredible team to support us. So when, when did they, uh, when did you start kind of developing your team like when, when did you become like not self-managed and not self-booked and did you notice a huge increase in the kind of shows you were getting or attendance at your shows once you had representation yeah actually so actually our first person we brought on really we, we've had like managers we used to we, this place in Gainesville uh the Oxnard's place sorry UF has a p- club called Swamp Records I think yeah and we were on that for a while, and we had like managers from that. But the first like outside third party we got was um, Caleb, which is our booker. And from there on, we started like, playing like more like rooms that we would like see other bands play. So we're like, okay, that's cool. Like I recognize this. I've seen that before. Um, also, like we did a few like support tours for like some bands for Repeat Repeat in 2018. First time in Canada, that was pretty cool. Hell yeah. Played to like 10 people, but 
That was also the Burlington place too. Yeah, well, I went to Canada, so it was cool. But um, yeah, and then like bringing on Sam again for like management, like outside of like the seeing the product of things, I think for like actual workflow of how we handle things on like the band side has like also like it's been so much more like optimized and like the way you like we have like team phone calls like Tuesdays like it's, it's a business yeah like, totally tr- treat it like a business like there are moving parts that you know like, keep happening and it's about like having like each of those ten, team members kind of just carry on that role while also we supplement and carry the role too sure now how much of what they do is like uh kind of taking your lead and how much of what you do is you taking their lead like are you kind of directing the ship with them and they're just kind of working for what you guys want or are they kind of bring new and fresh ideas kind of it's kind of both, kind of both. yeah it, we always meet if they have an idea or if we have an idea we always meet figure out the best option We're like all right and it's basically like if the majority wants to do something we do it and it's always it always kind of works that way um unless they have something that's like we need this right like and we trust them like with everything so yeah (laughs) Yeah. literally so they sometimes will come to us and be like hey we needed this and we got it uh it's usually something to deal with the business side of things and we'll be like yeah that that makes total sense you don't have to tell us about it because it it, sometimes things come up like really fast and they can disappear really fast right um we do retain like like in terms of like creative like control of like branding yeah music and like any like decisions that are made are always like approved and like run by us especially you, you guys like the like those decisions like the the album art and like the like the like the, the merchandise to kind of you guys like being involved with that stuff yeah 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 it's, cool. it's, i think this helps keep that authenticity to like everything because it's you know like while like it's other creators adding to this pot that we have created called flip turn it still like feels like you know characteristic of us and what we want to represent yeah i commend you guys for that i fucking hate that shit <laughs> i literally <laughs> yeah. i was like we, we we're about to we're, we're releasing a documentary kind of that just kind of whatever d- documented the process of making our last album and uh i was just like uh aaron and or our drummer aaron and then billy here i was just like you guys yeah, handle yeah. all the merch shit because i am just getting in the way i yeah. can't make up my mind on what i want it to look like <laughs> or like anything so i'm just like fuck it, i don't want to deal with it there is like the the thing with like too many cooks in the kitchen yeah. oh yeah 100 like i will say like when it comes down to the nitpicky things i back off because i know like madeline's very good at that like she's very attentive to very small details that i can never pick up um and i know i'm confident that she will get it like you know what i mean like where oh, yeah, it's yeah. like no like i she's like for me she's like i mean <laughs> she's like my final like say or like yeah. confirmation i'm like okay like if you're cool with it i'm cool with it yeah you yeah know? but um yeah no and we definitely have like different like like personally different roles of like how we contribute to the decision making like i like thinking more like long term of like and also like the handling of like keeping us on track and like mid year I do things. I, 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 just, like, I just show up and I play. I show and- <laughs> um, Yeah, it's, I, like, with the merchandise, I use, I, like, approve, like, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I really like that, or, like, vote for certain things. I do, I, I would say I'm pretty, hand, I'm not hands-off, but I am not as involved as, like, I would say Madeline, or, you think Dylan, Dylan, yeah. 
Dylan's here. Yeah. Yeah. Dylan. yeah. Um, but I would say like, like I'm there and I look at everything, but I also am like very confident that everyone else is much more confident in that stuff. Um, I, I love like how can like I make the live show better, um, in regards to like the tech of like the keyboards and running a bunch of stuff at the same time or, or stuff like that. Um, I think we all have like our strengths and our weaknesses and like, just like figuring out like who's very good at what, you know, um, really helps and everyone's good at different things. So, and nobody really overlays cause then you have like problems when, when two people have very strong opinions about things that could go either way very well. Um, you like, you could butt heads, but we don't really have that issue, which is nice. So no, that's awesome to be able to recognize the different strengths and weaknesses and knowing like where to step back and where to, yeah, for sure. it makes all the difference. Who's, uh, who's running your social media accounts and all the, uh, media, uh, footage and stuff that you're recording and stuff. Um, so like we we're all like logged in. I don't, I, I don't think I've like made a caption or posted or anything. I don't even do it on my own Instagram, but, um, <laughs> we do have like, uh, Amanda and Carla, um, yeah, they're, they're two people, awesome, incredible people. They Amanda films and takes our pictures and I mean, we shot a music video what, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, was it? Yes. I, I don't know. It was days. two days ago. Two days ago. And she shot it that same day and edited it down to the first draft same day. It's really? Yeah, yeah. She no, just sent us the draft. An actual like, incredible like wow. workhorse. Amazing. They go on tour with y'all? Yeah. Amanda okay. does. Yeah. Amanda that's what I, that's what I was figuring because like, you're all in all those. It's like, who's behind the camera? <laughs> yeah. We definitely need someone to do that because we're not good at at like uh well Devin's pretty good at capturing things on yeah. his phone but it's usually like <laughs> cursed images uh, it's not anything like to put on social media yeah but she will come with us and I mean she's an amazing photographer and videographer and editor so we didn't even know about the videography skills until like yeah. we we're like what the hell Amanda this is amazing yeah that's so, awesome yeah shout out to her because I've been watching your all's Instagram everything uh for years now and uh there's one there's one video uh that I really like a lot one post and it's just like just a montage of crazy things that you're doing like on the road but there's very few uh moments where you're actually like on stage playing a lot of this has to do with the rubber chicken <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, it's yeah. tour diaries <laughs> yeah jalapeno <laughs> what was it called uh jalapeno jalapeno tour chicken yeah. But I just thought that was hilarious. Like the the just the way that it's edited and everything like that. It just looks like it's literally just the best parts of of being on the road. Yeah. yeah. Um. What's your What's your team look like when you when you guys go out? You have a tour manager. You have merch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually it's a double. Like so, I know for the last couple of tours, we've our our team with double as like merch and stuff too, and also like just handling everything day to day stuff while we just kind of flounder around like fish. Yeah, it's like oh, we're going to play a show, we'll sound check, and then yeah. I I'll have a beer or something. Yeah, yeah. But, I um, mean, you, you can speak to the importance of having that kind of free time to kind of free your your mind up a little mental bit. Mental break, oh, yeah. so important. Yeah. Like, Cause when we go on the road, like it's like, we're setting up merch table. We're like running it after our set. We're like yeah. trying to make sure, or we'll try and find somebody in the city before we get there. But like the amount of stress and then, you know, I, I do most of the tour managing. So all that shit. So it's like, by the time I even get to the stage, you're so stressed. Yeah. About everything else. Exactly. Like, I wonder if anyone's stealing from our merch table. Oh right my now. God. I'm like <laughs> yeah. just sitting there looking at the merch table, the whole show. Yeah. Like hoping- yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> it's, it's really nice. And I, we're all, band's like very grateful people 
even decide to, you know, take a month and a half out of their lives to get into a van. I'll never understand us. it. <laughs> yeah, they, they do that. And, uh, it's great. Cause, um, they, we, I mean, from the last tour, the last two tours, we've had Sam, who's our manager tour manager. We've also had Taylor Neal, uh, who's also from here, uh, tour manager. He tour managed the last tour. We've also had Amanda do photography and she did, uh, tour managing for like a two week run. Um, and I think for the next time, like we'll have Amanda, we'll, for we'll like, have Amanda and I think Taylor as yeah, well. Taylor for like front of house, which that's going to be a huge upgrade. Just, oh yeah. 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 It's yeah. Going to a venue and not knowing how it's going to sound that night is too much to deal with, man. Yeah. Totally. Oh, it's, it's the last thing we have to like get rid of. So we have, are there going to be keys ship. in front of house? Who knows? Yeah. Right. Oh, my. They always forget the keyboards. I don't know why they, it's always the keywords. Wait, where well you guys send stage plots and stuff and input lists? They don't remember any of that stuff? They always put it on channel 33, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll put it over there. We'll, we'll turn that later. Yeah. It's like, that doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Billy, that was a sound guy joke in case you were... Sound person, 2022. 2022, bud, come on. Wow, bro. It's been, it's, Chris. It's been a lot of long hours, man. I can't keep it, I can't keep it straight. Yeah, where's my fucking drink tickets, yeah. bud? Yeah, complain some more. What time do I go on? Leave me alone. That was uh, Billy's unpopular <laughs> opinion last week was like, I'm tired of hearing about the sound guy's... Uh, or sound person's 16 hour a uh, day work week yeah. where shut up where are my drink tickets at <laughs> pretty much pretty much butchered what i said sorry but yeah that's, that's you know roundabout got you there. can uh, catch it on what is it episode four season four on bottom of the bill yes yeah. you can i'm going to i can't remember what number <laughs> we're on now. 76 77 something like that. what yeah have you guys noticed that when you're when you're out like uh, like and deal with sound guys or sound people sorry thank you who are uh who just want, like they have to tell you why they're not doing their job smoothly yeah that it's day. hilarious it's, <laughs> It's yes. like it's like yeah, we've just been sitting here twiddling our thumbs for this gig, right? Like we haven't been doing shit no, all yeah. week. We didn't drive oh. four hours <laughs> yeah. and sleep on someone's fucking floor the night before. Yeah. But you've got a real rough. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, paid, you know, double overtime and a uh, oh, what do you even call it? I can't think of the word right now. Whatever union job. Or yeah, anything. yeah, yeah. yeah it's definitely hit or miss. Like sometimes you have the sound people and they're like amazing. Like uh, the masquerade in Atlanta, amazing sound people. Like every time, so uh, the last time he was good. Last time the guy was, he was like starting our set and he was and then he a left. But but <laughs> other than that, the masquerade yeah. is great sound people. Um, but there have been times where we've gotten there and uh, they're always some of them are very interesting. Like, do you remember the guy that took her in ears rack and resoldered? Well, he resoldered every? like eight channels. <laughs> it's I, the other thing is too like. Since we are like a little bit younger, is always like this like implication that we don't know what we're doing, right? Which is like I get, like honestly, usually it's a pretty solid blanket statement. But like, <laughs> I mean, if we're walking in there, we're giving you everything you need to know. Like, we probably have at least an idea what we're talking about. I mean, if oh, you yeah. just if you just walk in and sh walking, having sent them a stage plot and, and input list, <laughs> exactly. that should be enough indication that you guys aren't yeah. like amateurs. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> My favorite was like, oh, I never got it. I'm like. It's like bullshit. Uh, I saw the advance. Send it multiple times. <laughs> yeah, like throughout, like months in advance. Sometimes, yeah, it's funny. Or, or like whenever hey, we're advancing, like soon for yeah, the fall. Well, yeah, we're gonna advance soon for literally the fall. It's months away. And, but my favorite is when we have, we usually have a way. The way that we run currently is 
basically just give us XLR cords and give us mics and we will literally plug everything in. You just plug our thing, our huge in-ear rack into your stage box and that's it. And then go mix. And we will literally set everything else up because like that it's just, we know how to do it really fast. Um, But the issue is when they're like, no, I want to do it. And then all of a sudden it's like this 30 minute experience is now an hour and a half. Right. And like we are too nice to be like, no, <laughs> we want to do it. So we need a tour, like a, like a, well, sorry, you guys have a tour manager. That's where yeah. your tour manager comes in. It's like, listen, that's not happening. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah, ready. Yeah. I'm ready to start this war against musicians and sound people. <laughs> it's been oh, waiting. Can we? It's been oh, burning it's a cold war. We have to recruit <laughs> Eric Kaufman <laughs> on our side. Though. Oh yeah, he's 100 uh, percent a traitor, filthy traitor. He can be on our team. <laughs> He'll be on sure. our team. Shout <laughs> out everyone else. You're on notice. Shout out Eric Kaufman from <laughs> Underbelly 1904. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Stallion. Stallion. That's great. We took him. We've taken him on a couple road trips with us. Yes. Uh, I know. Green, uh, greenhouse takes them pretty yeah, much everywhere. Yeah, Greenhouse I took them all the way out to New Orleans and back a couple of weeks ago for Jazz Fest. That was awesome. Yeah. Nice. That's uh, the first time I saw you guys uh, was at Halloween. Uh, you played right after us on the same stage. Oh, oh my no God! Way. Wait, hold up. Yeah, you, that you guys were amazing. That was a memory. Oh, yeah, literally, like I think about that. Really? All the time. That was probably one of the best shows I've ever played in my no, life. Like literally, my mind was blown away. I, no, like, that was like one of my favorite shows. And you snubbed me on the text messages I, I, in my house complimenting me. I don't know yeah. what that is. No, wait, okay. What, what part what? were you in that band? Synth. I play piano. You, yeah. Oh my God, you, you were amazing. You no idea? This is a Cassio tone. Obviously, that's what yeah. everyone synth right here. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Like literally like Thanks, insane. Man. It was... Yeah, I was like, especially the synth. I was hoping you you're the one playing that. that was, <laughs> still, awesome. still got it, Tony. What's yeah. up? You still got it. Yeah. I, I texted uh, Steve. Yeah, I know, uh, I know Steve. Steve Honig. He's good. Yeah, yeah. He's great. I texted Chris literally after the show. Did. I did. I texted Chris. I was like, "Who is this band? This is amazing." Chris is never gonna it's let, have, let Billy up? have that one. Yeah. It's the boys. <laughs> What up? Yeah, Thank you brain. so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah we just played in uh, uh, New Orleans for Jazz Fest on a basically. <laughs> Side of the road kind yes. of place. Not for Jazz Fest, was, right? No. It was happening at the same but we time. We told everybody it was. <laughs> That's, yeah. I, yeah, it's That's like awesome. the, the classic. Yeah, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong that <laughs> you I were there. You were in the the yeah. radius. Uh, that was a lot of fun though. We go, we tour on a school bus. It's a lot of fun. No, That's way. That's really cool. yeah. Our singer, he's got a uh, what do you call it? A uh, uh, remodeled, not remodeled. Like a built out, like a built out conversion. Yeah, you converted it. We saw it. Was was it at Hulu Wing? Yeah, we saw it. We're like, yeah, damn. We wish we had that. There you go. (laughs) All right. What are you guys touring? Van, Van. Uh, black. what is it? Ford Transit. Transit. Yeah. Okay. Fifteen passenger van. Yeah, yeah. How it goes? Those are solid. The low roof. Yeah. Yeah, those are solid. I mean, we're touring that old GMC you see outside right there. So yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe you don't want to tour in a school bus nowadays. It's eight miles a gallon and diesel. So yeah, that's gonna. But it's really roomy. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's got yeah. cable and internet. <laughs> oh, that's kind of sick. And a bathroom. And he's installing a shower right now. Daryl, if you're watching this, shout out. I just went over to his house to give him some new shoes. Actually, nice. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, all right, so I want to get to uh, bottom of the billboard. Yeah. Did Chris fill you guys in on this section? Is this is this about LAX? LAX, LAX yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's a song for those who don't know. Bottom of the Billboard, we pick a song every week to review. Typically, Billy and I can't stand each other's style of music, oh. so uh, it's always a fun segment. Uh, but we both really like Wolfpack a lot, so yeah. this is probably a bit of a boring segment. Yeah, it's kind for of a layup today. So uh, <laughs> why do you like this song so much? Well, I think that the uh, so LAX by Wolfpack. If you guys didn't catch that, um, I really love 
always a guitar work that Corey Wong does. It's just like, oh, yeah. it's so like subtle in the background, but the way it like, kind of interplays with the keys in this song, it's very like, I don't know. It's just, I, I wouldn't have thought to like have that kind of rhythmic complimenting. You know what I mean? Um, I really like the lyrics. The lyrics are hilarious. Very I, I just they are so much. And actually it was my story I was going to tell you is, uh, I think that album came out like right during, it was during COVID, wasn't it? Yeah, or like 2020. Right before. Yeah. And I was just dating uh, Carrie, my girlfriend, uh, and we'd only been together for like a couple of months. But I was like, I'm in love with this girl, 100%, but I hadn't said it yet. And that, that's that song, I love my baby. And we'd be cooking, and I'd be like, mm-hmm. And she's like staring at me like, what, what's going on? <laughs> is it, uh, is Antoine Stanley sing that one? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I don't know who sings it. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was the guy. Is that the guy who sings 1612? Yeah. 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 It sounds like him. Yeah, it does. Uh, but it could be somebody else. Uh, but yeah, I love that song. And Joe the Dart fucking crushes oh, yeah. the bass yeah, on that. So Joe Dart's 100% the best part of that band. No, yeah, Corey Wong's pretty dope. And Jack Stratton is just a marketing genius. Yeah. Like, he does yeah. like, I mean, he's he's a decent uh, player, but he's just, an, he's an amazing producer. That's where he shines, yeah. I think. And his, have you ever been to Wolfpack's website? No, no. It's oh, just, no, oh, no, yeah, I have. It's like just HTML code. No, <laughs> no I swear to God. Yes. Wait, yeah, pull it up. Honestly. Yeah, here. Joey oh, Joey, isn't he oh yeah, Joey Dosick. That's right. His name is on the on the song. I forgot. My bad. Yeah, um, pull up Wolfpack.com real quick. Their, their website it is just HTML is code. That, that's your favorite song off the record? Uh, it's one of them, yeah. It's, I don't think it's my favorite song. I do love that song a lot, though. Uh, I, I can't remember the names of them. A it's lot just, of, oh. That's their website. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's pretty good. I thought that it, I went to go visit it one time just to kind of see what they were doing and just get some ideas. And I was like, this has to, it has to be down or it has to be a joke. Yeah. It's not, this is, this has been it for like years now. <laughs> that's hilarious. It's, oh it's so, it's, it's so them. them. Yeah. Yeah. Their merch store is like laughable, isn't it? Like yeah. they don't sell anything. Yeah. I, it's just, so, they they sell like they sell bass guitars and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they the Joe Dart. The Joe Dart. Yeah, yeah, the Joe yeah. Dart bass. I love their videos on Instagram. The new about one that. has no knobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was getting in the way. I can't remember what Jack said. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, hundred percent gets on the playlist. Well, Finally, we got Volpeg on there. Well, we didn't even get their opinions on it Who yet. Cares? What, who cares? They said their deal about <laughs> me. I'm fucking amazing. The guy said his best show he's ever seen. That's why so we don't tell Billy nice things because <laughs> that's yeah, how he got to his head. Yeah, 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 it goes to my already enormous head. So. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think of this song? It's cool. It gives yeah. me like city pop vibes. City like, very pop. like 80s Japanese city pop. Like. Yeah, okay. Okay, I could definitely hear that. It is uh, funky. That, that's, I mean, I love Full Peck. I actually didn't know that song though. Same. Um, I can never, I never know who's playing in the songs because they switch things out yeah, totally. so much. I was like, because they have had, I feel like they've had songs where it sounded like Corey Wong was playing and I looked it up and he wasn't there. Yeah. I was like, so I was trying to figure out, I was like, is Corey Wong playing this right now? Is that, obviously it was. I mean, I don't, I haven't looked it up, but um, I I listened to a, like a shit ton of Corey Wong. Yeah, you can hear the tone. Yeah, like, there's like a tone and like a, an attack and approach that he mm-hmm. has. Like Theo Katzman does a really good job of kind of picking that up from time to time. But um, like, and Theo Katzman has like impeccable timing also. Yeah. But um, Corey Wong has this kind of just you hear it, yeah, like, there's a, yeah. There's there's a thing that's going on there, you know. Yeah, it's cool. It was great. It's like the classic like syncopate, like you. It's so like crunchy, like all their songs, and not in like in a, a sound way, but like everything is so divided, but also together. Yeah, you know, it's, totally. It was a great song. I liked it. Hell yeah. And the lyrics were yeah, they're funny. Yeah, they're, all their songs yeah. so tongue and cheeky. It's so funny. Yeah. 
Also, Corey fuck Wong LAX guitar. too. Corey Wong yeah, is everywhere. For sure. fuck LAX. He's playing it. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, yeah. He's. It's funny because he wasn't even like an original member of no. Wolfpack. Yeah. And now he's kind of like their signature sound. I feel like him and Joe Dart, obviously. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. the Starbucks of musicians. Corey Wong is. He's everywhere. Yeah, but he's not like just basic as fuck. Okay, you know what I the mean? the Amazon of. Musicians. No, there's a better thing. He's a little bit more like. <laughs> also, I like to add my favorite my favorite track on that album. Remember now is the uh, Beatles cover at the, at, at the end. It's a, that's that album, right? The Beatles cover at the end. The live take of something in the way she moves. No, that's not that. No, that album. I don't think it's off Are that you album. Sure? No, but um, can but you can you check to see that's, if that's on there? No, that's the album where they, where, where they where they where they they eBayed their like the last two and a half that minutes. That's that album. It is? Yes. That that last song that's on there blows. Yeah. It's so bad. You guys know whatever. about that? If you pay enough gotta, money, I you can listen. be on a Volpec album. They sold the last two and a half minutes of the album to just anybody, the highest bidder on eBay. Wait, seriously? They sold yeah, it for like, I think it was like 40 grand they sold it for. No way. Yeah. And someone made a song and yep. just put it on, put the, it on the album. album. Yeah. And, and it's all right, I not good. It's not. Uh, it's yeah. just, it doesn't fit <laughs> at all. But bro, that, that, paid, that paid for their album though. You know what I mean? Yeah. True. That's, a li- that's such a funny way to do it too. That's what I'm saying. Jack Stratton's a fucking Genius. It is yeah. hilarious, but like I love that album so much, and I think it is that it's the uh, yeah something yeah I was right Often it's the last one. it's the second to last one oh second to last one oh and then they, they oh, do yeah, a something. instrumental of Santa Baby which is amazing yeah I didn't know it was Santa Baby for the longest time yeah, and I was, like hilarious. Christmas was coming around and I'm like oh that's what they're playing <laughs> yeah Freon E's a great one I like that even better than I like the uh, the intro to, to the this test drive that's a good one too all, yeah yeah it's all really good yeah, yeah for it's sure pretty dope yeah well Peck's great yeah definitely. Yeah. All right, so the song makes a list. All well, right. so, sometimes we do agree on things. Wolfpack is like the <laughs> one that. thing that we agree on. Yeah. Everything else, you know, it's just we don't. We have a we we did a we did Tool one week on Bottom of the Billboard. And I'm mm-hmm. a big Tool fan, specifically the Ten Thousand Days record. That one just got me. So there's an album called Right in, or a song called Right in Two off that yeah. album. It's really good. And uh, so I did my review on it, and then Billy does his, and we clip out the, the review section on YouTube and we put them up. And I should you not in one day got like over 700 views because that's how crazy tool fans are. Oh, yeah. And they just shat on Billy no, for like 10 dude, minutes. Just all like, the comments are that guy. <laughs> that guy is contrived. Fuck you. It's all this like really funny shit. Bro. It's like going after like K-pop. You, know, yeah, like, can't, you, yeah. you can't. I didn't go after K-pop. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? That those are the videos that get the, like, like the biggest views though. So we're yeah. just gonna continue doing really niche bands like that. Yeah. Dave Matthews, we did a Dave Matthews oh, one that got you. Those fans are fucking brutal too, man. Yeah, you know. Apparently, because I was looking it up, because I was thinking like, how can we piss off more people to get more famous? And so, <laughs> uh, uh, the number like the top five, uh, you don't fuck with Grateful Dead fans. Yeah, yeah so once the number Grateful two, Dead I couldn't believe it is Radiohead. Yeah, Radiohead's uh, another really niche one. Makes I couldn't, sense. I couldn't believe like the fans are like. Are that way the same, but like the number nine was Dave Matthews. Yeah, yeah. So imagine yeah. if we do a Radiohead song. That's what I'm saying. I'm just not a big Radiohead. <laughs> that's fan. probably what I'll do is I'll be like, yeah, Creep's the best Radiohead song. <laughs> there oh, it is. There it that's is. all you gotta say. You're gonna get all the radio. Yeah, exactly. They're gonna shit on you for that one. I don't care. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah. I, I like. I just get stronger every time you say something. <laughs> yeah. They, <laughs> they can't even come up with good comebacks. Or, or, Some of them are pretty funny. The guy in the rainbow shirt really needs to look in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> 
they always go after the person too. It's yeah. never the music taste. No, because yeah. they've got no leg to stand on. Yeah, but also Billy said that he liked the song. It was yeah, a funny part. He had a couple of hangups, and but they oh, only my. focused on that. Nobody focused the part where he's like, "But I like the song." <laughs> you know, That's great. I actually had to go on there and like comment. I was like, "Guys, he likes don't, the song." Don't yeah. you ever do that again? I'm sorry. Try to come never to my friend's defense. Me. My bad. We're such an asshole. Never defend. Now I will for sure never defend you again. That's for sure. Um, all right. So anyways, we move on yeah. beyond bottom of the billboard now. Um, I want to get to the music stuff because the business of it is all fine and dandy, but most people don't give a fuck about that. So <laughs> we yes. do though. It's interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, so the music, um, what's the writing process like for you guys? Is it very collaborative or people bring songs to the table? How's it work on this? Actually, it's super collaborative. Yeah. yeah we'll, um, kind of just bring like a bit of an idea and then like, we'll just sit down and be like, all right, like, what is this? What what the fuck is this? So we'll all play through it and like kind of figure out like structure and like we always figure out most of the structure before we have lyrics or anything. But like we'll have like a full song idea and then like Dylan will do like that kind of like that thing where you'll sing the melody, but like it's like not words. Watermelon, watermelon. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but like, and it'll it'll like go from like there, you know, like because it'll like there it's like meaning that balancing like lyricism and like melody too so sure. like it'll like further refine itself but um yeah it's a very like jam almost like jam like process which is pretty cool really yeah that's awesome i for sure wouldn't have gotten that from the music it seems very like orchestrated and like it by the end of it, 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 does, it does get orchestrated and we'll like de- deviate from it live uh never in like a jam band sense but more just like oh we'll go off and do something different here but like when we're when we're playing We'll loop the same thing and like just like literally just play whatever over it and be like, oh, that sounds cool. Let's go back and let's start with that. And then and then we'll get like a a point to where something feels like somewhat like something. And then we'll either like stop and be like, all right, let's like sit on it, like record it, sit on it, listen it like at night when we're not playing. And then you hear ideas and you come back the next day and you're like, let's try this over it or like yeah stuff like that um it's yeah it's very collaborative um but it always like idea like someone like tristan will come up with a guitar lick and then you'll just like you'll play that yeah I'll over just, like, and over it over and over i'm like all right just sometimes with a loop pedal yeah i would always hit loop pedal i'm like all right here it is so, like yeah and then we'll just play over that like um a song that just came out brooklyn baby that that was actually we worked on that two years ago and then we dropped it yeah, and then we're literally trashing the entire thing and then like a week before or not a week in december and we recorded in january but in december we were like tristan played it again and we made a song with it in like literally 10 minutes like really yeah we played there like yeah that's that's it that's the song that doesn't normally happen <laughs> but it was really cool it was like like that idea in the beginning, like completely, we were in a complete different area of our lives. And then we, two years later, tried it again and like it clicked instantly. It's worked, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's really cool. It's always collaborative. Um, we, yeah. That's about it. Yeah. That's awesome. And, um, curious as to like, are, are you guys working like with a producer or anything when you're in the studio? We did yes. this last record, yeah. Okay. We worked with a guy named John Gilbert out in LA, and he uh, 
he's done he's a bunch of stuff under his belt, but he did like the last Mountain Joy record, which is what really not the last one, but the, their first one. Mm-hmm. And it's what kind of really enticed us is because it has a very like, live band feel and we're very like live oriented. Like our live shows is like what we pride ourselves on mostly. And so we're like, hey, we have to capture the energy we have like playing these songs into the recording because that's something we've always struggled with with every recording we've ever had previously to this record. Like, hey, like these sound good, but it doesn't have like that thing that right. makes it feel good. So what? So I'm curious about your. That's an interesting perspective because, like, do you do you you want the experience to be pretty similar listening to the record as it is live? Yeah, yeah, or like to have that. You want the John actually when when he talked to us like the first time it was like, um, creating a space where the album lives in, and that space being like a live space. Um, and yeah, making it. Because I feel like our strongest suit as right now is like our live show. Like people love the live show because high energy. So it's like, well, we want that in the recording because it it's so nice to like play it live. It's like, why don't we have that same type of feel? But it's still like produced. Right. You know, but it has a space. Like you can feel like the room. You can feel that we're playing off of each other. I see other. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and, uh, did you guys record it out in LA too, or did you use, okay. And what, and what role did, uh, did Johnny said, yeah. Mm-hmm. What role do you play in the production side of it? Um, I think the, like the way the biggest thing was like, you know, the source. Cause like a previous stuff we worked on was we would like try to capture what we're playing and then fix it like with mixing production and we're like yeah we'll just do this after and then john was like eagle eye like he knew exactly what we need to do like we're recorded this way we're gonna do the mic this far away from the amp you know we're record the vocals this way with this microphone it's he, a whole detailed list to like it was very well put together yeah. like how the approach was and it was just all about like capturing like the correct tones yeah and tones everything. are everything i think yeah that is that and just like the it was like about capturing. I, mean, I think the biggest thing too, outside of like the tones, really was he made us feel comfortable and good like yep. when we yeah. recorded and played. Because it's such a like a you go to the studio, especially like if it's an hourly studio, you're like, all right, this is an engineer. Um, you're gonna go in here, you're gonna record the song, and then you're gonna tell them if you think feel good about it. Right. And usually you're like, all right, I guess I feel good about it cool this is the done thing but john's like john's like he'll like you know give us like all the pump up we need to feel good about recording you know because it's like it's vulnerable to record something like even it's like vocals like playing drums like it's a part of you so like you have to open up and feel vulnerable when you play yeah totally and it's also just like realizing that that stress of being under that auditory microscope you know where it's like you hear every little thing everything and like you're saying it's very vulnerable as a player because you might think that you're capable of, of like one thing but then hear yourself back in that kind of element and you're like oh i'm not capable of like a fraction <laughs> of what i thought i was capable of and that's very um humanizing or yeah or it can be demoralizing when you, it's like your first time doing it or whatever you know what i mean yeah it really so that, can be yeah and it's a big difference i think between like an engineer and a producer an engineer is just gonna sit there and let you live with that yeah. and not really care one way or <laughs> yeah, the other like i'm getting paid it. like i still get a big we, check, we have so. to take yeah <laughs> right <laughs> yeah produce, like john would be like 
do it again, right? Do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again. Um, because he had an ear for something that would work and something for that wouldn't. Yeah, so it was like knew what yeah. we wanted out of the songs, like because yeah. we like even like the, the our demo process, like for this record, was so very like intensive. Like we probably mm. had like five demos of each song at least. Like yeah, through like voice memos to like actual like multi track, right? Like, you know, is because we just want to like we're, we're figuring it out. But um, yeah, and John just kind of got what we're going for. And yeah. why did you guys decide to go out to LA to record it? Why don't you do some local here? I think it was because John. Yeah, uh, it was literally because John. We're going to. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he picked out. He was like, "Let's go here. This is a great room for live capture for drums." And then let's go here. We're gonna put you in everyone in the same room because this. These few songs are more like rock based. So let, let's have that like the amps be in the same room for the song or like we're going to go here for overdubs. Um, and there's like different studios. There's like three studios total. Yeah. Um, not including his. Yeah. Not including his studios. So for because that was that was his place was awesome too. Yeah. Like great isolation booth. Um but yeah, he just chose the places and we wanted to work with him, which means we had to fly out and he knew the spaces there. Then he, he probably wouldn't know anything in Florida. Of course, sure, yeah, we yeah. have to like search out like there is like, um, what is that place in Gainesville? It's called like, uh, it's, it's a place. P? It's, that's a cool, that's one of the cool yeah. studios. Oh, uh, it's a place that uh, Honey Hounds recorded at, I think. The one with the pool? No, no, that's in Elkton. My that's bad. NFS. Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like Pace or something like I that. I think it is Pace. Pace or Studios. It, it was really be. cool though. It was, it was, those are nice rooms. Yeah. There. Yeah. That's uh, this band Honey Hounds. You guys familiar with yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. I think they record, I, I could be wrong about this, but I know they record at a studio in Gainesville and given the level of stuff they're doing now, I would imagine that it was probably one of the nicer ones there, but so it could be, it could be that place. Um, so that leads me to my next question. Then do you guys have label support? We do not currently. Not no. currently. Yeah, so it's all self-funded. You're just doing it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's every dollar we put in, we get out. Yeah. So you you bought the plane tickets. You went out there. You paid for the studio time. Yep. Paid for John. All that shit out of yeah. here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Congratulations. That's <laughs> Thank really you. Really awesome. Thank, Thank you. you so yeah. Thank you so much. For sure. Um, yeah. That's that's awesome, man. Um, so uh, I'm curious as to where you guys are drawing like inspiration from uh, musically and lyrically collectively and like does that differ at all from what you guys listen to like on your own time absolutely <laughs> totally yeah um i guess like lyrically i this is definitely a more dylan that's a dylan. question that's but a i will dylan answer question. for him damien rice okay. I, I know the answer for him too, <laughs> he does hundred times every time. it's always damien rice, damien rice okay. um, wow. storyteller lyrics yeah, very much more like this about the story being told yeah yeah he does that blower's daughter song right yeah yeah, I love that song. That's like yeah. back then. That's like when I was in middle school. Yeah, I know, me shit. too. But it's like the saddest song in the world until the very end. It's like, until I find somebody new. And you're like, oh, you ruined it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Th- that is probably the saddest songwriter on the planet, I would Ooh, say. Uh, Not in a bad sense. Elliot yeah. Smith is a little I was about to say, I'll introduce you to Elliot Smith. He's Sorry. the saddest fucking person on the planet. Yeah. Or was. Rest in peace. And yeah. I'm 100%. <laughs> okay, maybe. All right. 100% murdered dub. Okay, here we go. So the one conspiracy that Billy will believe in. No. I just think it's a little awkward when you stab yourself in the heart twice. <laughs> yeah. Twice. Yep. Um, do while while his girlfriend was in the shower. Yeah. Okay. And he wrote he like one of the most like prolific writers of our generation, and then just wrote a, on a post-it note saying sorry. 
Yeah, man. Well, you know, maybe you spent all Not, of his stuff on his music it. and you know, <laughs> just got a little lazy at the end there. He was checked out. Obviously. <laughs> <He's like, "I'm laughs> nah. I don't know shit about the case, so I don't no, know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's still like, open. Yeah. It's still it's, open. It's not closed. Yeah. Oh, okay. So maybe it wasn't a suicide. Yeah. Um and what about you what about you guys? Where do you draw your inspiration from? Um, collectively. Collectively? Collect- what would you say collectively? Collectively. I feel like it was I don't know. It's not it's weird. I don't think we're ever like we never sit down with a song or like let's listen. We've been listening to a lot of this, so let's like make something like this. Because we all, we literally, we never directly get inspired by something because we're so scared of sounding like the thing that we're inspired by. Sure. So we never actually, I think it's like an unspoken rule yeah. that we don't talk about what song sounds like. Um, <laughs> it is a very like, we don't talk about it and like- Unless it's bad. Because it's like, this thing, like once you acknowledge it, it becomes that. Right. Yeah, because you know? then you're like, just thinking, it's like, oh, that sounds like Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's like, oh, shit. Fuck. Like, now it's going <laughs> to sound like- that though, please kill us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like we, can't, we can't sound like another band. So um, we don't usually, like we have our own inspirations and we bring them to the table without telling anyone- <laughs> about our inspiration yeah, it's like we have our cards you know so yeah. does that not put any kind of like weird like reverse pressure on it where it's like don't talk about what it sounds like don't talk about what it sounds like then it's all of a sudden <laughs> like you know it sounds like something but you can't say it so that so if it does, if it does then we're like this sounds like this let's not it. do it and then we okay. cut it or, or like we take the idea back and we like back yeah. like control z control z so um <laughs> exactly it's it's like um, unspoken rule unless it's very prevalent so yeah definitely it's it's I think a lot of our sound is like because of how diverse, like music or I, 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 mediumly diverse our music tastes are. What do you guys listen to on your own? Um, I guess for me, like in terms of like actual songwriting, Adrienne Linker, like from Big Thief, she's like very in the much vein of like Elliot Smith, but like is incredible songwriter. Are you okay? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> to, right that's the question <laughs> right yeah. yeah um the, she's she's amazing and she writes some like the coolest stuff that i've heard ever like i wasn't really big much of like the songwriter style of like music and then i heard her i was like holy shit i've been missing out and i'd be more to like of course like elliot smith and like whatnot but yeah that um what about you mitch i i bounce around a lot um just because it's more like I listen to things because like I want to learn them. Right. So it's like right now I'm listening to it. This is going to sound weird. I'm listening to a lot of like old country, like guitarists specifically. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, that's currently what I'm listening to. But I always, I always go back to like soul, like groove based music, something that like, you know, like has like a backbeat to it. And someone's singing or like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I'm listening to new job. Like recently. Al Green or who? New jobbies, new jobbies. It's like the Japanese like producer. I, I don't know how to say the name. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, It's like yeah, the song yeah. Feather. You've heard it? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's like the, what people say, like the J Dilla of the East. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Interesting, yeah. okay. Um, but yeah, like like Al Green or, I can't think of any names right now. I keep saying Al Green. Uh, I feel you though. Benson. George, George Benson. I love George Benson. Yeah. Like I love jazz, uh, Pat Martino. Because um, that's like, kind of like a, Grew up with that, or like, but then, like, when I was a kid, I loved like Eddie Van Halen. Um, like, everyone as a kid did. Yep. I was never a big fan. You're never a, big you're fan. a nerd, <laughs> just bro. the guitarist. I mean, like, Even, I like band aside, 
Like when he played Michael Jackson, I love Michael Jackson. Like when he went and played on Beat It, yeah, love that. Um, that's another Michael Jackson in general. Like that's one of my favorite inspirations. Like from every single instrument that is played on his tracks, it's like insane. Totally, you can learn from anything and apply it to any other instrument. One hundred percent. Um, and like the groove, like learning timing and like Stevie Wonder, yeah, timing. One hundred percent. Even just arrangement ideas, you know, Stevie yeah. Wonder is something, I mean, like melodies, like everything with Stevie Wonder is just mm-hmm. like listening to any one of his albums is just a masterclass in songwriting. Yeah. You can, mm-hmm. you can dive into it for like months. Yeah. Literally months. And you probably not even break the surface. You go one little tangent of it, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. See someone's mind and how it works, but yeah, it bounces around, but I always go back to that. Like anything with is everything. A hundred percent, man. What, uh, um, as far as uh, um, country guitarists who you listening to? Uh, Johnny Highland. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, I've been learning his solos a lot. Good for you. And they're <laughs> ripping my <laughs> fingers apart. Yeah. Like, literally, like, I didn't do it today, but, like, I've never gotten to the point where, like, I had to, like, put my guitar down. I was like, I can't play anymore today. It literally hurts. It hurts, yeah. You know, so... Yeah, that's what I've been listening to, like Brent Mason. But yeah. Brent oh, Mason yeah. is a little bit harder because it's like he doesn't use a pick. So it's like transferring that over into like a, I don't have like the claw type of playing. <laughs> right. Stuff. And he was kind of like before Johnny Johnny Highland too. So it's like a yeah. whole different kind of like, it's more traditional, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great. So those are the two. Johnny Highland though, it's like, I'm just really focusing on him. With some Vince Gill. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Or you go like way back to some Danny Gatton shit. Yeah. Danny it, Gatton's a fucking animal. Yeah. Was, I, there's a, some great YouTube videos of like Vince Gill and um, Brent Mason or like they're like the players, like the old Nashville bands. Yeah. Like, they're great. So, I, and it's just like, it's a lot of like um, harmony in it that you don't realize. Like, there's a lot of stuff that you can see in like jazz and oh, yeah. but it's just applied differently and it more technical on the right hand, I feel like than oh well, that's not true. There's things that they're both equally hard. But yeah, I don't know. I find though. it more interesting to learn. But I like jazz to learn like harmony and stuff. So totally. bounces around. That's a long question and long answer to your question. But no, that's all good. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I, I agree with you. There's a lot of, especially like that kind of Midwestern swing stuff. Yeah. Where the, the, oh, yeah. There's this kind of jazz harmony happening, but just like the country phrasing. Yeah, it's And that's great. what I think is so cool, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, I listened to a lot of stuff for a long time. I need to get back into practicing just in general, but like the <laughs> uh, the country stuff, yeah. it's just so good for your chops, you yeah. know? Yeah. I like Hank Garland. Is yeah. Hank Garland. I love Hank Garland. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I transcribed uh, most of Sugarfoot Rag a long time ago nice. and then i couldn't get it up to 100 percent speed though you can it's so hard <laughs> to pick it up like you can i've hit 90 for 90 speed yeah. on things in it you get that last 10 percent. it's like what the fuck yeah. is going on like it's insane like and you know what's crazy about those country guys too is like when you're when you slow it down to like it's so exact yeah everybody's talking about well, well more yeah it's so exact but like not even just like the notes that they're playing but rhythmically it's like you're hearing all this stuff that's actually swung that yes. you didn't know was swung. Yes. And you're like, that's why I can't play it because it, it's swung. Yeah. But it's so subtle, you know? Yeah, it's like the smallest. That's what I, I remember I, I was listening to someone talk about that genre. And they're like, when you slow it down, they're just as good. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of like shredders. I mean, granted, shredders are also phenomenal. 
but like sometimes you listen to it and when you slow it down it's like i can't really hear like the individual notes what granted because they're using like high distortion sure. and everything but um i don't know like being able to hear it slow down is like so precise and like exactly what they want it it's like how do you even do that like, yeah it's crazy totally it's so crazy that's why I respect guys like Pat Martino and George yes. Benson also. Although oh, yeah. I can't really stand uh, like their style though. Like not so much <laughs> George Martino. Benson because Pat I, Martino. I just bro, I get it. It's like you Austin. can you can play the changes. <laughs> I know, I know, <laughs> no. It gets I can't listen to him for a long period of time. Yeah. I know people that will fight me on saying that. I know Chris <laughs> is one of them for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm reformed. I'm reformed. You're reformed, you're reformed Pat Martino guy. I feel like everyone goes through a Pat Martino phase though. I used to be a sax player, so I hate Pat Martino because uh, I can't play those lines are too long. You yeah, you gotta breathe. You gotta hypoxia. That fucking that 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 uh solo that he takes on Sunny with him and John Schofield. And John Schofield is like playing entirely different too. Oh my his solo was fucking flawless, even though it wasn't, but in like in the perfect way, you know. And it's so musical, even though he was stepping out, you know, harmonically, you could still like sing that solo. Yeah. But Pat Martino, you're just like, bro, just Give me like a set. I, I'm I'm a listener. I feel like I can't breathe. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know? I tried. I went to transcribe that, and I kind of stopped because it it was kind of it wasn't boring, but it was like my mind was like there's just no 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 no. And when you slow it down, like I was zoning out more than I could focus yeah. because there were so many notes. And I think that's more of my flaw of not being able to concentrate on it because I know like there's people that'd be like, oh, I learned that easily. But um, yeah, it's definitely it's just all in your face all the time. I think time. you yeah. need the space though. Like I think yeah, the most important advice I ever got was like to breathe while I play. Yeah. Because yeah. like you know it's like if you sing, you breathe. You know, so play like you sing. A hundred percent. Yeah. And so you you're the guitar player in Flip Turn. Mm-hmm. So what where do you draw? I mean, like who are some of the guitar players that you grew up, grew up with? Um, I when I was a kid, I was a huge Metallica fan. Okay, funnily enough, yeah. Um, I I learned like, like all of, like the Black album. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of like stopped playing guitar. Like I hated it. Like I did classical guitar and stuff like that, and That's I was like, no, I was like, no, I hate this. <laughs> um, but um, I did saxophone for a while, so like it was much more like lead line style stuff. And then moving back to guitar, I carried over that lead line style of playing, and then went to UNF, learned how to apply chords to that, and well, yeah, all uphill from there. But in terms of like players, um, I don't know. It kind of changes. I. I, don't know, I, I feel like I hate every other guitar player. <laughs> it's like a weird thing. I'm always like, when I see guitar player, I'm always like, wow. It's, I don't know if it's like a jealous, because I'm like, I'm not really a chops player. <laughs> no. It's not a jealousy thing. <laughs> I'm not a chops player at all. Well, but. I, no, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, um, I don't know what I have. But. Well, no, I mean, I can kind of relate to that. There's not a lot of guitar players that like stick out to me all that, like, as far as people. That, <laughs> um, just because. Don't like, go any further. And also rest in peace. Sorry. <laughs> um yeah i mean if you're into the shredder thing that's fine i can respect if him. you're into like rocking and emotion <laughs> yeah i don't get well, the no emotion further. side part from him i get more of the shredding and technical side from him Crushes it. uh yeah he's an amazing was an amazing player yeah, no doubt about that yeah. i just didn't it never hit me you know what i mean who would have thought he'd last this long either yeah honestly <laughs> yeah was, he, last, he died two he, years ago yeah but there, I, I think that uh, 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 like the guitar has been explored so 
virtuosically over the last like 50 years. Hard to get anything new. Exactly. And not to say there's not guys out there that are doing it, uh, or sorry, people that are out there doing it, but, um, uh, there, cause there's guitar players I can name like right now that I think are just amazing. Right. But I feel what you're saying that it's like, not like, like there's other instruments that I would listen to more and be like more impressed by. You yeah. Know? yeah. I think I've been just been like for person, I've been trying to find new ways to approach guitar, especially like, I mean, it's probably every guitarist is going to say that same exact thing, but like, I don't know. It just gets boring hearing the same shit. Yeah. You know, what's totally. the dude's name from Kung Fu? I always forget his name. Oh, uh, Tim Palmieri. That guy's. Yeah, he's I mean, he's, he's probably my favorite. He's amazing. Yeah, uh, oh, he's on my yeah, he's on my wall. I forgot. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Have you guys ever listened to Kung Fu? I before? have never. No. actually. No. Oh my god, we, we opened for them one time, and it was fucking. Yeah. I remember just like I went up to them afterwards, and I was like, uh, I don't like do this, but like I'm a huge fan. Yeah, <laughs> you, know yeah, I mean? you got it. It's like you see someone that you just love, you know? Yeah. Like, like he does all his weird like like I mean he like definitely like a jazz fusion guy but also came up with like Eddie Van Halen and stuff so he's That's got cool. like the rock shredding stuff but then he can also play like any like con- like just yeah he'll do like crazy jazz funk stuff and then do cult of personality the next song yeah just, like, kind of cool destroy yeah. the yeah. whole solo all it's way around. amazing it's wild um but yeah I mean you know uh, Van Halen was was never like my thing <laughs> I feel like it was definitely a hit or miss like with people totally. yeah, yeah for sure. And, uh, as far as like, yeah, but I get what you're saying. Like, like the guitar stuff, like, unless it's like guys that there's like Julian Lage, right? Like he's amazing. Oh, yeah. Julian yeah. Lage, yeah. And, uh, um, like Derek trucks, obviously. Yeah. Just, I, watch, I will say probably Derek. Derek trucks. trucks yeah. Is phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. There's just, there's people that have a unique approach like that. Like actually, uh, Jeremy and I got into this conversation the other night. Um, Jer- uh, shout out to Jeremy for filling in for Gene today. Yeah, Jeremy. Um, <laughs> but uh, we got in this conversation the other night where it was like, there's like, there's a lot of th- most things, or you would argue that all things are quantifiable when it comes to music. But like, there's some people that approach something a certain way that you we can't really explain why it hits you in that way, mm-hmm. and that's like artistry. I think that's what we call like artistry, and I think that uh. Um, certain players have that thing where it's like guys like Julian Lage and Derek Trucks, like granted, they're not like, they're, they're not uh, reinventing the wheel, but um, there's a, there's something that happens when they play. Yeah, it's like it, their language. Yeah, you know? it just, it hits you a certain way that like somebody else playing the same exact lick could play. It doesn't just, hit the same. doesn't do it, you know? Right. Yeah. Larry or Carlton, just, another guy yeah. like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely like a strive thing for me. It's just like... If I can't play fast, I'm gonna figure out a way to play <laughs> my way. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, I mean, like you know, like the like timing and feel and all that stuff. Like that. Like again, like someone like Larry Carlton. Like there, you, you'll hear moments where like he does like shred and take like his take his liberties, but most of the time he's just kind of like laying back. Yeah, he's grooving. Yeah, you know, it's like the I I love rhythm. You know, like anything like rhythm guitar or rhythm anything. It doesn't have to be guitar. Actually, there's more cool things happening on a keyboard with rhythm than there is guitar, I feel like. But, um, yeah, like hanging back for sure. There's a lot to like get from there. A lot of people just talk about the lines. Yeah. You know, but there's so much more. And also, I feel like too many people think too hard about the lines and don't think about the rhythm. Yeah. Because like, like for flip turn, like there's not, there's guitar solos and stuff. But like in reality, most of us are we're all working together to create like a moving machine that feels good. It's not about like the individual, it's about the band. 
And I think people really like that. It's really like personable to other people as well. Totally. Um, but yeah, it's a, I, I, I'm, I love just like having something that feels good, you know, like hanging back in that kind of way. Um, do you know what, do you know what I'm kind of trying to say with that? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, it's just like contributing to like this final picture. hundred percent. Most of the music that I listen to now, it's like not guitar solo driven or yeah. like solo driven at all. It's not really I mean? like a huge thing currently. Yeah. Like it's in it, age, I mean, solos in general, it's really more about like the, I mean, on a, on a pop level, it's really more about the production than anything else. Yeah. yeah and I yeah, think that's a pretty totally. cool thing that I like to think about now a lot of, and yeah, but ultimately I think whatever serves a song, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. Lines, lyrics, melodies, you know, arrangement stuff I'm much more into than, um, thinking about like who's playing what on the guitar or like <laughs> right, any yeah. instrument, you know what I Only mean? musicians think that way. Yeah. Like n- people don't like a, n- a person who loves music, but doesn't know an instrument just knows that it feels good. Right. You know, it's like, that's what you want to give <laughs> to them. Who played it. Yeah. They're not like, Oh, that was like a major nine. Show. Like they're not going to think about a chord. They're going to think about, Oh, that made, that made me feel sad or that made me feel about memory or that made me think about this time when I was a kid. Right. Like that's what matters. That's I think with music, um, totally. granted both are, I feel like have their own respect. Definitely school of thoughts. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And going back to that too, especially like inspiration, I, I feel like I can need more inspirations for like just music in general than yeah. like guitarists. Like, I guess it's like, I try to see myself as like a composer with a guitar rather than a guitar player. I feel that, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm very driven by like soundtracks and like movie scores and stuff. Like, I'm we're all movie people, yeah, we, so like yeah. having like that too behind us is such like a, I feel like a great thing just because like, you know, when you watch a movie and the song makes you feel away, like why does it do that? Yeah, like in, even if there's no fucking words to it, like how does it feel like it has like it's telling you something? Totally, it's like looking for that. Hell yeah, I love that. I have a I have a guitar question. I don't play guitar. I can, I know like four chords. It's pretty dope. But uh, it's pretty dope. Uh, That's all you need. <laughs> uh, it basically comes down to like when it, when it comes down to like uh, electric guitar, like classic electrical. I'm sorry, classical electric guitar. If that's even a thing. Uh, like when you hear a piano player playing, and it's classical piano or jazz piano, it's always a piano. Like there's there's maybe reverb on it, and that's it. There's never any like pedals or anything like that. What's the like bass level guitar tone sound that's like considered guitar. like classical? Nylon string acoustic guitars? No, I'm saying or no, like, not acoustic. Like, like your electric guitar sound? Exactly. I'm saying I'm saying like just yeah. Walk into a guitar center. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and just listen. Yeah. It's like, like mild crunchy <laughs> guitar with like a little bit of like spring verb. For, like, you know, like kind of like dad rock E. Yeah, well, for like electric guitar, you're saying like the bass line yeah. sound for electric guitar. Yeah, like if you, like, in my mind, like since a, a piano is, obviously there's going to be different sounding pianos, but they're basically all exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, what is the, like, that that bass level, you know, floor model guitar? Like a, okay, this actually, this would create a debate. Yeah, that's why I, I, I think I think, <laughs> a, like, when I think of a guitar, I think of a Strat. Yeah, I think of a Fender, and I think it's just because Fender's really good at marketing themselves as like being the guitar. But then some people would be like, "Oh, like Gibson has been around longer." Yeah. So 
Had they have been around longer, right? They have been around longer, so. yeah. Yeah. For sure. I would so. think of like a like a Gibson like playing an open E chord with like a fucking distortion. And that's that's a guitar sound. Yeah. And any person you ask the street, that's what they're gonna tell you a guitar sound is. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I think there is gonna I think that debate is real and I think that like the answer to your question would be yeah, what's the, like the, the most fen- pure the fender guitar f- the, the fender and gibson tone i think that they're interchangeable you like but definitely through a fender amplifier probably like a 59 baseman or like um an early like like vibralux or something yeah something from that era with and no with no pedals no pedals like just no sound, like, just drive the just turn the volume crazy. up to like fucking eight. Oh yeah and yeah. then <laughs> just get that natural drive that comes from the amp with a fender a, a, a telly a strat or a les paul and that's like your bottom like baseline like kind of guitar i'm tone. just thinking about it because i never did like competitions or anything like that for like jazz or anything but there's always there's not always but there's sometimes a jazz guitarist electric guitarist yeah, jazz but uh, every <laughs> other instrument has been playing the exact same instrument since 1905 yeah but the electric guitar is like well i got this vox pedal and the wah and all this other stuff like there and you're like that's not that's not fair yeah. You can't. You can't get to do that. You have a, synthesizers, though. Not in a, in a jazz competition, like old school. I don't know what you're talking about, jazz competition, but you know like what I'm talking about, like, like in a jazz like, setting, though. Yeah. There's still synthesizers, oh, like Herbie Hancock. No, and, no, I'm saying no. He's he's passed. I'm talking about like at a school or something like that. Oh, like like combo. Yeah, jazz. yeah. It's exactly. like always piano. No. Just like a piano. Definitely, like guitars. I feel like the jazz guitars too. It's just that tone knob. It's just all the way, back. All the way it's down. All, yeah. It's all Freddie Green. Do, 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 you yeah. know, like four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three. Yeah. Like the amount of because I did I did the jazz band in like middle school and high school. And the amount of times I heard Freddie Green's Freddie Green's name come, like come up, literally drove me insane. Like people <laughs> called me Freddie Green because people were like, "Oh, you should just play the Freddie Green." Like way, <laughs> and I'm like, why? Why does everyone like? Well, I mean, he was really good, but like, it's so it's the same thing. Yeah, every time. Um, well, then they started. At some point, it was like the guitar players started to comp like the piano players. Yeah, you know? yeah, like the like stabs and yeah, you know, like I find that way more interesting. It's way more interesting. But when you have a pianist doing that, you can't do that. You can't do that. Then they're like Freddie Green, and yeah. there's always a pianist in the jazz class, so it's like you can never do anything cool yeah so and he's not playing synth- or sorry they aren't playing synthesizers yeah no they're not playing, they're playing, playing a piano so where you, what's your question but the guitarist gets to come in and be like yeah i got a pedal board and all this other stuff and just like that's not fair <laughs> i don't know how much of that they're using in jazz combos i'm saying and that's what i'm trying to get at it anyways. should be it should have to be like you can only t- use this <laughs> to guitar otherwise you're cheating just hand me a cable this is all you get this yeah. is all you're yeah. saying nothing Sounds more Use a fucking like old like acoustic, plug it into like some like I don't even know they didn't have anything to plug it into back in the early 1900s. They should so. make yeah, you just play at an electric guitar, yeah. but it has to be like not plugged into anything, and it just put a microphone up next to it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's just a fleeting thought that I had. My ADHD riddled brain just yeah. had to say something. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is a debate for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, all right, so you guys want to do some unpopular opinions? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. All right, Bill, what you got? Uh, my unpopular opinion is I think Spot- Spotify should be subsidized by the government. It should be free. And then also they should have, uh, it should, if you're a musician and you put songs up there, then you should get like a monthly check just for 
doing your hardest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yes. The only industry in which like that would exist. <laughs> no, I know. Like everything else is merit based and like sales based and like whatever, but not not music. Just upload your song, we'll just pay yeah. you for it. No, exactly. <laughs> upload white noise. Yeah. But I just think it's uh, I I'll, I'll just go into it more. I'm like it's all all you can get any music, any song on the planet right now for $10 a month. Just cut, cut a check. Uh how do you quantify that? No, I'm saying cut a check for the for the people. At least it's being Spotify free, is what I'm trying to say. I don't get it. It <laughs> it would cost a ten dollars a month. It's like the cheapest thing the government could do. Like, hey, well, if that if not Spotify, at least Netflix. You know what I mean? Let them eat cake. Is all I'm trying to say. <laughs> hey, I'm have everything for free. Yeah, <laughs> not everything. Just. <laughs> Just Netflix. It's ten bucks a month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, well, how be, the art- It would be so easy to be like, you know, sorry, like gas prices are five bucks a gallon right now, but you can listen to Smash Mouth whatever you want to <laughs> for free. Like crying in your car. And how do the artists get paid? Government. The government just. How do they know how much to pay the artists? By the streams. By the streams. Yeah, it's nothing would change except it's just the government pays them. So then. <laughs> Us as consumers, our taxes go up to if pay for that. We wouldn't be consumers or? anymore. We would just be uh, just citizens. Well, the government still has to pay for it, though. Somebody, <laughs> yeah, no, no, so no. which means no, no, no. Yeah. How does the government pay for it then? But, they raise our taxes. No. <laughs> How do they pay for it then? They, they cut the entire military. They cut the entire military. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We don't need any more. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be that for much. Music. Though, is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that's an interesting thought, and I hate it. Um, so, <laughs> that's an unpopular opinion. Because then all the work that you guys did, right? Whatever you're seeing right They're now, still just getting paid from I the mean, government. Uncle Sam, pay me, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need a cheeseburger. I need a cheeseburger. Yeah. I don't like that opinion at all. It sucks. <laughs> right. Very it's unpopular. Unpopular. <laughs> yeah. Um. And uh, let's see. I wrote mine down. Oh yeah. But yeah. it's not gonna hurt anybody's feelings though. So. You never know. There's some weird people out there. Someone's going to come Actually. <laughs> Actually. Um, so my unpopular opinion this week is that I think that uh, glamorizing bands sleeping in vans and on uh, on like hotel room floors and stuff like that as a as a method or like a mode of legitimacy is bullshit. You watch that Adam Neely? I did thing? watch yeah, that and I agree with that 100%. <laughs> All right. I think it's did fucking. Did you watch that too? I did I not. It, I did not. Now I got to watch it. It's really good. It's like a half an hour video, but it's really good. And he basically goes down you know, the line of all their expenses and you know how COVID's affected their turnouts and you know just reliability of shows. Uh, we've all felt that effect for sure. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then he was just getting like, he was talking about some of the, the cuts they had to make and some of the things he had to do in order to make the tours work. And then people were like laughing at them and telling them, well, you should just be sleeping in the van anyways, or just find someone's house to stay. Rolling, and blah, blah. Rolling Stone and Pitchfork said that. Too. Yeah. To just sleep in the van. <laughs> sleep yeah, in the sleep van. In the van. I don't think they realize how messy that van gets. Well, and then, <laughs> it's and not just that, it, but like any other job in the world, if you're like a contractor to go yeah, you get a hotel. work, yeah, they give you a hotel. I mean, to be fair, they're not contracted to go and work. They are like, they are their own enter- enterprise and they are renting the spaces and they're selling to, so like, it's not the venues are hiring them to come and play however i will contracts right yeah yeah, you sign contracts have them come perform it's not the same thing basically so so anyways (laughs) the um like the idea though that like you have to 
live that life to be a legitimate touring act because a lot of the slack that we're getting were from other touring bands yeah like specifically in the punk and metal scene and no offense like that's a like that 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 world does what they do and it's hard and good for them that's a hard it's a hard grind and like they they do it because they love it and more power to you however not everybody has to do it that way yeah and this idea that like somehow you have to like sleep in a van or you know eat one meal a day and it's gonna be a mcdonald's always cheeseburger McDonald's always mcdonald's or taco, <laughs> taco, or taco bell taco bell's taco cheaper valid. than mcdonald's it, now. it is and not yeah. probably as bad for you but yeah. i don't know if there's any substance you pay statement. a fucking price <laughs> yeah. Tell you that much. Yeah. um but yeah i don't know like i mean not to say that there's not any like validity to having that experience at some point in your career but like to say that that's the only way and that anybody that's doing it above that scale is somehow selling out or whatever, which that's just a fucking bullshit term anyways. Yeah, <laughs> it's that like, is, yeah, yeah. There's so many levels of it. Yeah, like it's just, I don't know. I, I, I hate that mentality for sure. Yeah, it's like that suffering artist like argument where it's like, come on. Yeah. Like, can I not be happy and also do what I do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, there's got to be some fucking payoff to this. You know, like, we yeah. still have to exist in society but, and be contributing members. But having the government subsidize Spotify. Uh, <laughs> that's an awful oh idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. Subsidize no. our hotels. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> subsidize tours. Actually, yeah. In Europe, they actually do that. No, no way. way. Yeah. Man, we should really model especially, their society. Especially if you're, if you're going overseas. Like, I, there was this Israeli blues band that was touring around the country for a while. Um, and this is when I was in the blues scene down South Florida and, uh, they would come through and I remember they, like this agent that I was working with at the time, he was like, yeah, they're, they're, their entire tour is subsidized by Israel. Actually, okay. So this, this is actually a really, his, this is a history thing on, I couldn't tell you the name of it, but, um, the U S back like a long time ago, quote, I don't know how long. <laughs> I do know this history fact. Mm-hmm. They wanted to spread American culture. Oh. So say they subsidized uh, bands going to other they countries. They did do this. And they still do it. They still, they do, still this, do this. But this still? is more of yeah. a, of a, a, this is true. And this is more of a propaganda thing than it is. It like was. We just want to yes. spread it. So what they would do is they, they, they sponsored like Duke Ellington. Yeah. And they sponsored... Um, a bunch of like jazz artists back in the day to go to certain countries in Africa that had, they were under communist rule and they would go there to try and overthrow the governments because the first, because what they realized is that the first way to get people on your side is by exposing them to your culture. Yeah. Exposing them to your culture, you get them on your side politically. And then, you know, there's always a, there's always an under level, right? You never actually get there. The full story. They're not just paying for you. It's like, you're paying another way. Totally. Um, and yeah, and and it's it's really sad because there's there's artists and the government did this, they would start up these um these false these fake corporations, they would start them up and uh do do them under the these names or whatever. And there were certain artists like um Nina Simone was one of the artists she went to I think South Africa and was spreading was was there on a tour that was sponsored by the American government, but she was notoriously anti-american government because of just obviously the the dynamic back then yeah so um she spent she she never found out but she spent the majority of her touring life working on behalf of the american government oh and then eventually she left america she moved to i think somewhere in africa i can't remember that uh that but she died there but she died knowing or not never knowing that she that most of her career was working on behalf of the american government the most i like that's the irony in it yeah. is like insane. Holy so yes, shit. you're right. They do that. I think that, um, not to say that, that, uh, that there's not any kind of, <clears throat> uh, you know, 
unscrupulous people in in the European Union. Yeah. But I do believe that they value culture more than we do here in America. So I think that when the government sponsors low-level touring bands to go overseas, it really is just to expose them to the, the to, culture. Yeah. Because let's face it, like a, a band like th- that I'm talking about, we're talking we're playing like bars. Yeah. We're not talking we're selling out arenas here and exposing yeah. uh, you know Americans to <laughs> to socialism or to yeah. like, you know, communist rule. We're talking yeah. like we're just hey, we play blues in Israel also. Check out what we do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're Israeli blues. Yeah, it's like just that. cultural ambassadors and that's the difference. You know, we were trying to spread pop- propaganda. Yeah. I'm sure there's an element of that happening with the EU as well or in Europe. Yeah, you never but, know. I'm sure, yeah. But like yeah, there's always But yeah, so you were right. You're spot on. That happened a lot. That's cool. Yeah, yeah is it, it's history fact. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about that on the show, and Billy doesn't believe anything they just said. Oh, I just don't believe in conspiracy. Yeah, <laughs> except for uh, Elliot Smith. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not a conspiracy. It's still an open case. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so what, what are your unpopular opinions? Um, I hate popcorn. You hate popcorn? Yeah, I think it's a horrible food. That is the most un-American thing anybody's ever said on the know. show. <laughs> <laughs> I think popcorn's a weird thing to eat. It, like, it gets in your teeth, and yeah. it, does get, it doesn't taste good. Worth it. it. And also, it does taste good. Well, the butter tastes good, right? (laughs) Popcorn is pretty much flavorless. Salt and butter tastes good. Caramel on it. Yeah. Or cheddar. (laughs) I I see what you're saying. I love popcorn, but I see what you're saying, though. It doesn't do it for me, man. I don't know. I hate when it stabs. You know, when the kernel piece like stabs in your gum. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Actually, like cuts your gum. It's in there, yeah. And you like pull it out like as a knife. Yeah. That's the worst. Other than that, I I do like popcorn. That could have been my unpopular opinion. I love that feeling. (laughs) <laughs> okay actually wait hold up this is a real thing like the pain in your mouth it kind of feels good it does yeah, it, right well, i've got a pretty bad oral fixation ah, and everything yeah what and i do this like what is constantly. That? i'm just hurting myself i don't know why what is what what is that do is there is there like a do you know the science behind that or no i no, but i do know like i have a retainer you know i wear it at yeah. night but sometimes i forget to wear it for like a month i like i'll put it back in it's like adjusting my teeth i'm like yes you know, like it, yeah, because you know it's bad, working. It feels good. Yeah, because you know it's yeah. working. There's got to be a psychological thing with that. But there, <laughs> yeah. but there are things I think that, like for instance, if you, like you guys know when you get the, like that, like like chicken or something stuck in your molars and uh-huh. it just sits there for like a couple of days. Yeah, you get and, it. What? And <laughs> okay. it's like, yeah, but it hurts. Like you feel like like lodged in there and it hurts, right? And so eventually you get it out and there's like, this pain. You can kind of feel the blood coming out, but that pain feels good. Maybe it's like a sense of relief. Yeah, but there's also like a sense of like. Like picking at it that the, feels good too. Every every dentist watching this is like, yeah, like just like, real? oh my god, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Shout the, out to our dentist. Yeah. Oh, uh, we're taking sponsors by yeah. the way. Yeah. Um, Doctor Birdie, if you're watching right down the street, please sponsor us. My orthodontist <laughs> from like when I was in middle school would hate me because you know those uh you had braces. Yeah. You know those like uh the permanent retainers they put. Yeah, I have one right now. I still yeah. have one. Yeah, you yeah. still have one. I got about three of them left on there because it, it just they just come undone after a while. Really? Yeah, because I oh. fuck with with stuff too. Like uh, I'll like just it's just there still. You know, I've had it for twenty years, but I'll still feel it there. And then mm-hmm. I'll just mess with it, and then eventually it just comes undone. So I've lost like probably four oh of those gosh. little pieces, yeah. and then like the metal part sticks out. So I'll just rub my tongue oh, against and it. Cut, it'll cut your tongue. Yeah, it'll cut yeah. my tongue. Everyone here is touching their permanent retainer See, like, right yeah. now. Anyone listening is touching their permanent. Yeah, hundred percent. I didn't get to get to do that yeah most people in kentucky didn't though i would imagine not really <laughs> yeah uk and uk um so what's your unpopular opinion mitch Ooh, this is gonna make some people angry not in a bad way but the am i gonna get angry 
You might actually, you might get a little bit. I think Marvel is like tanking. You think like, it's tanking or do you not they enjoy ran out of, They ran out of okay. new comic book heroes. Okay, so sure. that's what, like, ever since Endgame, it's been like, you yeah. know, like they've started a new wave trying to like basically build up to some new thing that we have no idea yet. But currently, it just feels like every single thing they make, you're just waiting to see another character from another movie to make it cool. <laughs> That's the cameo. And it's like, it's just, the, it's like cameo central. And other than Spider, I did like Spider-Man, but that's just because I have nostalgia with Spider-Man. But a lot of these characters, it's like, they're just introducing to us the first time. And like, I can't do it anymore. It's I too can't much. watch. I can't be introduced to new characters. Um, I, granted yeah. though, like if you put it in the Star Wars universe, I'd be like, I don't care. This is fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. They had so many movies. It was like almost like 20 movies. Like just call it a day. There's so many. It, I, or just like find a new way because I feel like every single movie is like somehow the the hero is like back on his like full potential or her full potential and they're going to reach their full potential by the end. And the, the enemy that they have is like more powerful than them and they get in the first fight and they lose and then they have friends or maybe a cameo and then they train somehow and then they go and they fight them the second time and then they almost win and then they lose and then the last 30 minutes is them winning. So I'm, yep. actually, I'm a recruiter for Marvel writing. Yeah. <laughs> you sure you yeah. want to join this? And you live here in Fernandina. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> strange. That's all the, yeah. those movies, all they are just just punching and but I don't understand it. They never get hurt. They never get hurt. Why are you so, punching? Like, Thank you. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, somebody bring out a gun in this. I'm like, guns don't. Yeah, they didn't guns do don't do anything. You need some like, but punches do. But they don't. Wait, no, Hit Monkey though. That's Marvel, and there's a lot of guns in that, and it's pretty good. Yeah, and that's kind of like off. Like their you don't niche hear about stuff that much. is fantastic. Yeah. Like Modok, Hit Monkey. I don't know any of that stuff. Exactly. See, that's yeah. probably that's probably the stuff that's really cool. I don't know any about it, but like their basic mainstream like Hollywood movies now. It's like, just let one of the superheroes like die, like actually die. So actually die and like never yeah. come back. No, Kill like, on screen. not like <laughs> Iron Man die, like all those sad, like brutally die yeah. in one of your movies. Are you telling me Iron Man dies? Spoiler. Wow. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, it's been out for years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> out. No, I'm Sorry. pretty sure uh, uh, Bruce Willis is dead the whole time too in The Sixth Sense. Oh, so. so sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know what's <laughs> happening to him, so, right? What's happening? He's got though? this uh, uh, brain disorder. Oh disease. yeah, it's actually yeah. terrible. And so he's like, he's about to be like completely. Yeah. Uh, not it's amnesia. A fucking What's it veg. It's it's um it's it's a type of it's a strain of Alzheimer's where you can't understand or speak language. So yeah. he won't know what you're saying, and he doesn't know how to speak That's anymore terrible. towards you. So, but he can do everything else. Anyways, I'm lo- really looking it's, forward to Die Hard Six. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. God. Sorry. That Jesus was, Christ! Just came in with the freaking that joke was layered punch. too. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh my god. Um, here's why I will say about the Marvel thing. I've ne- I mean, I don't really like any of them ever. That was one of my unpopular opinions early on. That I just don't like the Marvel movies. Yeah. So, uh, I agree with you. I think that it's like it's too much to keep up with. Yeah. Um, and I will say that. If there's a movie, if there's a, like like a, a a superhero that is doing it somewhat differently now, I guess it's like the Spider Verse thing. That's yeah. kind of a cool concept. Yeah, I don't know if it's kind of like a spinoff of what they've done in the comic books or not, but I think it's kind of a cool idea. But either way, I think the acting always sucks. The storylines are boring <laughs> as fuck. Yes, and um, I just 
legitimately just, just stop the caring. The bad guy is just bad for no reason. I don't really understand that either. Fucking it's just like, oh. sometimes they're bad and you're like, you know what? Like, I kind of believe you. Like, yeah. You kind of have a point. Like the guy, <laughs> what is the Ultron guy? He like downloaded the internet and then wanted to eliminate the human species. I was like, if you, if yes, you looked at the entire internet, you would want to eliminate this planet. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's your only bias. You know? Do you believe yeah. that perspective is? Can y'all look correct, up when, when Iron Man came out? The original yeah. Iron yeah. Man. Yeah, deep internet. Yeah. You don't mind? Because I'm just saying, like, if it's long enough, and the way that they're like remaking movies now, just start from the beginning. And they're, they're, go on. That's what they're doing now. Just no Iron Man. Like just, just Iron Man again. Yeah, yes. just do Iron that's Man. That's title. what that's what they're doing now. 2008. I mean, like, it's almost. Holy it's been God. over 15 years. Yeah. No, it'll be 15 years next year. Yeah. That was That's a enough great, time. That was a great movie. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. is the best. You he know, should have never killed him. You know, <laughs> you know what's crazy is is that when that movie came out, they didn't trust Robert Downey Jr. enough with his past to where they pushed his co-leader uh, actors or, and actresses, I believe, around him. They marketed them more than they did yeah. him. And he became like one of the biggest actors in the world, like, you know, because of all that. But it's kind of crazy, like, because you know he was like a he had like a like Huge drug, drug addict, drug addict yeah, big time and like it's it's nuts like they if you look back they didn't push him as much yeah it's like the movie itself that's a that's a fair that's fair though you know what I mean like like they People probably they probably yeah but they can change but like do you want to wait for them to change on your dime if you're they probably it's, pay like yeah. ten million dollars for him you know what I mean on a, on a movie that probably cost him over a hundred million dollars to make. So there, yeah, that's a bit of a risk for them, you know? Yeah. So I totally get that hundred percent, but like he's since been clean for quite some time. Oh yeah. Now. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's and totally different. One of the greatest actors on the face of the planet. Yeah. And, and then they, he died and now it's like, he didn't actually die. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. His character <laughs> and died, the, yeah. Tony Stark. Tony Stark died. And now it's like, I kind of checked out. Yeah. I don't know. And I kind of spot watched them anyways. I never watched any of the Hulks. The Thor stuff's pretty good. Like Ragnarok yeah. is pretty good. Yeah, I know. I didn't watch like, that. I mean, Taika Waititi is What's okay, I do great like director. That, okay. So anything he does is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I missed. Uh, I stopped watching after like the second Spider-Man came out. I've seen. I was all. like done. Uh, but I just had the same. It's just. This, it's not. It's the same movie every time. But there's just, just so much punching, and I just don't understand <laughs> there why. Is so much. Stop punching. And they hurt too. You hear them like the sound it, designer for the punches has such a big job. Because yeah. they are punching all the time. Oh, so rich though. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm the punch guy. Yeah, I'm the punch <laughs> like, they just guy. have a punch yeah. guy for Marvel. Yeah. You think they just hired like one sound designer for the punching alone? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like listen to the punches when you watch the Marvel movie, if you ever do again. Like yeah. every single one sounds like a death blow and they just take it like it was like a airsoft gun. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's really funny. I don't get it. They gotta they gotta do something to spice up because the acting is so bad. The dialogue yeah. script is just scripts are terrible. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. The multiverse stuff is pretty cool. What they're doing now, I even mean, though it's so fucking confusing. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, but I'm like, yeah, this is cool. That's what I'm saying. It's a cool <laughs> concepts. So it's just a lot to keep up with, you know. Yeah. But, anyways, guys, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, this is a blast. Yeah, for sure. Um, we'll have to do this again. Yes, to get, get uh, the whole band on here. Yeah, all five of us. Yeah, we'll all fit. We'll in start here. sitting yeah. on the on the roof. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll have like a different space by that time. So yeah. we'll keep you guys in the loop. Heck yeah. Cool. Heck yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. It's bottom of the bill. We'll see you guys next time. Adios, muchachos.